monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast. I'm your host, Joey G, and with me, as always, is Nicole. Hello. Hi, sweetie. Hi, Joey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. Thank you. <laughs> why are you so smiling? Why you, Why you look so happy? Because I'm happy to be doing this with you. Really? Yes. That's cool. That's great. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. Because, you know, sometimes I worry. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so dramatic. Again with the drama stuff? You We're going to start are. this right off the bat. Yeah. Right off the bat, we're going to get into this. You are. How am I dramatic? You just are. What does that even mean? Oh, you're being it right now. I don't, I, I don't know. My mother was right. Your mother loves me. I should me. have married uh, Larry uh, Waterspin. Waterspin. Waterspun. Larry is a boy's name and your mom would never approve of that. Yeah, my mom is kind of racist. <laughs> Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, this week, I had the pick. That's the first of all. That's the format of this show: is that we talk about a horror movie. We take turns picking, and this week it's my turn. I should probably explain that at the top of the show because why are you staring at me? I'm getting self conscious now. Like now, you're shaking your head. I don't know what to make of this. What's happening? You're losing steam. Uh, just I, get on I, with it. I gotta be honest with you. I just woke up from a nap. I'm not as high energy as Nicole. Uh, my brain is a little bit slower than hers for once. Oh, up here. No. No? You no. leave me hanging? Yep. High five myself. Uh, so anyway, like I was saying, this week I had the pick and we watched a little picture named John Dies at the End. That's right. Directed by Don Coscarelli. Let's remember to listen to the trailer this week. Someday you will face the unimaginable. It is physically impossible to avoid it. You got my attention, Mr. Wong. This slack stuff, this sauce. You can see things you shouldn't be able to. If I show you what's in this container, you'll never feel at one with the human race. I realized all at once. My one chance to save the universe. Play inside this bottle. It'd be opening doors to other worlds, man. <gasps> what is that stuff, John? The soy sauce? That stuff. I'm remembering things that haven't happened yet. We were chosen by the soy sauce. So you guys are what? Some kind of spiritualist exorcists? It's something like that. The director of Phantasm and Bubba Hotep. I suppose you are wondering where you are. I'm gonna guess we're in an alternate universe of some kind. <laughs> Warns you to brandish your weapons. Uh, can I buy you a beer? Lock your doors. <laughs> what the? That's the axe that slayed me. And stay away. From red meat. Uh, right. But what 
Whatever you do, don't spoil the ending. I suppose you're wondering why I'm here. I suppose you're wondering what I'm doing with this can of gasoline. I like that trailer. I did not see the trailer. You did. You watched it with me. Remember, you said you didn't like it. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I did not like it. It looked like a mishmash of things and too absurd. It didn't look like something I was going to like. Because this movie is kind of a mishmash of things and is very absurd. Yeah, but it makes sense in the context of the movie. Well, I'm glad you think so. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad you think so. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, like I was saying, the film is John Dies at the End. And it is directed by and written by Don Coscarelli based on the novel John Dies at the End by David Wong. Which you read. I have read this book. I have insight into the film from the context of the book. Yes, Professor Joey, you do. Because I like to read books, kids, not just watch movies. I read. Nicole yep. doesn't read. You're very smart. Nicole just like counts her thumbs and watches television. Yeah, I don't know how to read. But you can count your thumbs. Counting is different than reading. <laughs> you get all defensive. Hey, hey, man, it's not the same thing, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, are you going to attempt to describe the plot of this movie, or do you want me to take it? Because it's kind of. I definitely want you to take it. I thought you might. Okay. So the film features our heroes, David Wong, uh, and his friend uh john cheese and david wong is not asian he's just no, changed his that's, name yeah, his real name he changed it changed it so it'd be harder for people to find him because wong is the most common last name in the world did you know that i learned something from this film me too so uh david uh the movie begins with this awesome little sequence uh are you really going to describe the scene i was going to describe the opening scene do you want, want me to see you get mad at me when i well, describe because it was scenes. the whole thing about the axe which you don't just, need to describe the scene. All right, fine. There's an axe scene. That's great. Now, you, if you only you could know more about it. This is going to be difficult to explain. Okay, so David is meeting with Arnie, who is a reporter played by Paul Giamatti at a diner, who is supposedly going to help uh, publish David's story. Uh, and so David begins, the whole film basically follows the format of David telling his story to Arnie. Um, so where would you begin with that? Uh, it sort of starts with David and John, uh, yeah, John at, at a party, uh, where in the evening John calls David uh, clearly high on something and, and in trouble. So David goes to try and help his friend at his house, and John is just right out of his mind, and David's not sure what he's taken, and he finds the syringe of uh, what John calls the soy sauce, this drug. It looks like soy sauce. Yeah. It, it Hence does. the name, soy sauce. Thank you, Professor Nicole. <laughs> I appreciate that insight into the... The, the drug c- world? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah that's you, right. Nicole did a dime for... Uh, Possession with intent. What? You're just <laughs> lying now. Yeah, but I'm making you interesting. I'm giving you a dramatic, dramatic. I'm giving you a backstory. All right, continue. Yeah, you're a, you're a hardened cynic, is what you are. Uh, okay, so 
Boy, this is it's really difficult to describe this movie because it is crazy. So uh, David accidentally pricks himself with the syringe featuring the soy sauce and becomes basically doused with it. And what the soy sauce allows you to do is it the side effects rather See of the soy sauce. Dead is, people. I mean, Ooh. Kind of. I mean, you can, your your senses are kind of improved, so you can see all kinds of weird things, extra dimensional things, and you can remember things that haven't happened yet. And yeah, yeah, basically, it just you can all, see the future too. Yeah, you can see sometimes the future. Like this, it does a lot of crazy shit. I want the soy sauce. Well, all right, we'll talk about that off the air. I don't think we should. I mean, you're already a recovering addict. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so the rest of the film basically just follows the adventures of David and John as they kind of get sucked into this bizarre, otherworldly, not quite conspiracy, but plot to destroy the world and the universe. Uh, and they kind of just get swept along by all this. Uh, and we get this, there's all kinds of wacky characters like Shitload and, uh, there's this TV psychic who they talk to, a weird guy played by Doug Jones, who was, um, Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies. Who's Doug Jones? He was the guy who played uh, Roger North. He was the guy in the backseat of the car with the sucker <gasps> thing on oh, David's neck. Oh, the weird skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. He's creepy. Uh, and he's sort of like a representative of this cult of Korok and things like that. So, yeah, it, It's a movie that's almost impossible to just describe the plot of because it's so insane. It's pretty bizarre. I would describe it as a really long episode, more adult episode of Goosebumps or Are You Afraid Indiana. of the Dark? Don't judge me. And because of the, the effects reminded me of Goosebumps and it, there was like silliness to it that was like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? So I enjoyed it for those reasons. Yeah, I also think that some of the moments are, well, maybe not scary. The the character creature design, if nothing else, was was quite well done. Yeah. You know? Don't, didn't it remind you of Goosebumps? No, I'm saying it did. Yeah, it reminded me more of Erie, Indiana, which is what I was trying to say when you yelled at me. Well, you were interrupting me. Well, I was adding to it. Well, you should add after I finish my but sentence. But by then, it's so, late, it's so much later that no one will... It would just sound crazy. You are crazy. I'm not crazy. I thought I was a drama queen. You're a drama queen. You're the one. You are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I Personally, I, I quite like this movie. But I, I also have read the book. And because I've read the book, I felt like I knew what was going on a lot better. Th- this whole movie is basically like the first third of the book... And then a, a radically different ending that kind of ends up in the same place, sort of, but not really. So, and also, even when I was reading the book, I was thinking, I don't know how they could possibly make this into a movie, because it's even weirder. Yeah, you said that, but I felt like the movie did make sense. Well, it, and made, I could, it made sense. I was, I was able to follow the story. That's good. I was a little worried that you were going to be confused, because I... Because you know other yeah, stuff Yeah, because I happening. know what they had to leave yeah. out. So I was like, well, that's why this happened in the book. But I think that the way they made the whole movie flow, it, it worked. It did make sense. So it didn't bother me or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I, I really liked all the performances. I thought that uh, the guy who played John was really good as John. Yeah, I thought perfect. so too. And as the movie wore on, I, at first I wasn't sure how much I liked David. Mostly because, again, I had this image of David from the book. But as the movie went on, more and more, I was like, he actually did a really good what job. What was your image from the book? Not even, I don't know. He just he seemed more like defeated in the book a lot of the time. I felt like he seemed pretty pathetic. I agree. He did, and that's what I mean. Like as the movie went on, I was like, okay, no, he's definitely done a good job. And pathetic th- and mopey, I would say. Yeah, because of just how like ridiculous his life has become since this happened. Like John and David become basic 
like psychic paranormal exorcist investigator kind of guys yeah and there's a it's like, kind of fun yeah they've seen at the beginning of the movie where they they go into this house the, this girl says her boyfriend's been like uh hurting her and being awful to her but he's been dead for six months and they go down to the basement and the whole thing turns out to be a bit of a setup but there's a, they fight a giant monster made out of meat which i thought was awesome that was pretty cool yeah so yeah i think that with extraordinarily difficult subject material they actually did a pretty good job and uh, the the creature effects were awesome. I really liked that, especially when I consider like this movie was made for like no money. Really? Yeah. Well, it also made no money, but <laughs> I can see why. It's not really a mainstream kind of movie. No, not it's at all. very absurd. Gotta gotta be open minded going into it. Definitely, yeah. And just kind of enjoy it for what it is. Absolutely. Did you like the dog? There's a dog named Barkley. I did like the dog, and he <laughs> saved the day in one scene. Yeah. He drove a car. That's right. But that was actually John. John was possessing the dog. Yeah, it was so cool. It was messed up. Uh, I, I will say that I have only seen one other movie that Don Coscarelli has made, and that was Bubba Hotep, which I also loved. And it actually is kind of similar. Like, I really don't remember that movie. I remember it being like about Elvis. Maybe, kind of. A guy in a retirement home who thinks he's Elvis, and yeah. you're never really sure if he is Elvis or not. That's all I remember about that movie. But you said there's a zombie or a mummy in yeah, it? Yeah, they're fighting a mummy. Yeah, I don't remember that and at all. And it's him and his friend, the other guy in the retirement home, who's this old black guy who claims to be John F. Kennedy, who's had his brain oh, like yeah. implanted into this black guy's body. <laughs> I really like that movie. Um, but I also, I actually quite like this movie. Even though I think maybe part of it suffered a little bit for me because I've read the book. Part of it was I was impressed by how good they did, and part of me wished they could have done all of the stuff from the book. So since I know the whole like second two-thirds of the novel that aren't in it, I was a little let down because I was like, oh, it would have been great to have this, 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 and this. But to try and force myself to just think of the movie as the movie, I think they did a really good job. And it was a lot of fun Do to watch. Do you think they'll make a, a second one? No. I, I mean, I, don't, I can't imagine they could possibly get the money to make another one. No. In a perfect world, it would be great. But that's not going to happen. Yeah. The one, the one big flaw I think the movie had, if I had to pick one, was the character of the girl, Amy. She has basically nothing to do in this movie. Did she have a bigger part in the very book? Very much so. Way I kind of thought so. She didn't have very much to yeah, do with the movie. Yeah, and a lot movie. of like, remember towards the end when he's talking about how she's gone away to school and stuff? Yep. That is a huge part of the book towards the end of the book. Like, oh. her whole story, her, her and David's story is a lot bigger. But again, like, they only had 100 minutes and they chose to focus instead on the weird stuff that John and David do rather than the, the personal turmoil. Like, there's a lot of like, the... One thing I will say that's really cool is the beginning of the movie, there's the scene where they talk about you decapitate a guy with an axe, and then you break the axe handle. So you replace the axe handle, and then a year later you're doing something else, and you break the head, and you replace the head. And then the, the guy you decapitated comes back to life and attacks you, and you're holding your axe, and he says, that's the axe that killed me. And he asks the question, is it actually, because you replace the head and the handle, is it still the same axe? Which is a funny little thing, but at the end of the book, it becomes like a hugely important question, like one of the whole themes of the book. Cause like it a has metaphor? To, kind of. Like, I don't know if I want to spoil it for you if you ever decide to read the book. I won't. Okay. Uh, all right. Spoiler alert for the next 30 seconds or so. If you want to read John Dies at the end, and I highly suggest you do, skip forward about 30 seconds, okay? In the book, uh, one of the major things that happen is people get replaced by like, not quite a clone, but like a duplicate of themselves. And David discovers that he is a duplicate. Like, he finds his own dead body in the shadow. Because he point. talked to himself on the phone in the movie. No, I just talked to John on the phone. He also talked to himself Did at he? one point, yes. Really? Yes. When? Which guy? When was that? David talked to himself. Are you sure? Yep. 
Okay. Uh, anyway, the point is, in the book, he ends up being re- duplicated and replaced, and a huge part of the story is, like, is he still David? Is he still human, even though he's, like, an artificial duplicate who has all of David's memories, and he remembers being David his whole life, but he isn't the original David. That's so one of the things he finds the out. the axe is a metaphor for yeah, people. Yeah, it's like, are you still, is it still the same axe? Are you right. still the same person, even though all your parts have been replaced? Yeah. That kind of happened in real life, too. <laughs> what did? Well, okay, Damien Hurst is an artist, yeah. and he, one of his first grants ever, Is bought, he the shark guy? Yeah, he bought a shark, put it in formaldehyde. He didn't have enough money to have it be completely formaldehyde, so it was mixed with water. So over the years, the shark has decomposed. He replaced the shark, did it all over, new shark, changed very little about it. It's a little bit of a shorter shark. Its mouth is open a little bit more, like more ferocious looking, and just called it the same thing. And that was a huge controversy of if it was the same shark or not. The art world is crazy. It's very... I love the idea of a bunch of like people in like turtlenecks <laughs> sitting around at a cafe, smoking cigarettes and arguing about whether or not the shark is the still the shark. I love how absurd that is. Me too. Yeah. Go art. Now you high-five me. Woohoo! Art. You high-five me. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I think... Is there anything else you want to say about John Dies at the end? All that I want to say is that I wasn't completely sold on it. I Actually, no, not even completely sold. I thought I was going to hate this movie. I know it's like totally because up I your... Not just because you picked <laughs> it, but it's something that's totally a Joeyism, very absurd kind of humor yeah. from the trailer, from what I saw, and from the cover of the book, and the things in the magazine, that the rumor we had. And I ended up really liking it. I'm so glad. So I'm glad I was open-minded and not stubborn. Me too. I think you could stand to do that more in your I life. I think you could too. I'm a, an open book. <laughs> I'll try anything. You would not. No, I'm pretty set in my ways. <laughs> okay, so uh, I mean, what, what are your rating? What's your rating out of 10 for this movie, Nicole? I give it an 8 out of 10. Wow, I give it a 7. Really? Well, just because some of the problems I had, right. like, because it did feel a little bit rushed. And I think that that would have been different if I could separate myself from the book. And I um, was able to, because yeah, I have not read it. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't really think of it completely objectively. I, I don't understand how people think they can do that. No, you can't. No. You, at least you yeah, admit, those people, right? admit your biases. Good job, yeah. Joey. Yeah. Those fucking clowns think that they can Joey, put one over Joey, who are you yelling at? <laughs> I'm yelling at the people. Stop. Not all the people. Just the fuckers. You don't even know who you're yelling at. You need to stop. I find that quite often I don't know who I'm yelling at. I'm just like <laughs> yelling at the world. Like, my life didn't turn out how I wanted it to. That's in some sad. respects. It is a little sad, but it's also good. Okay. Because in some ways it was better. So. You're a dream. This week, it's your would you rather. It is, isn't it? Uh, I guess I should think of one. Okay. Okay. Um, it has to be horrible and horrifying. I don't know. I think my last one was pretty horrifying. I'm just reminding you of the rules. All right. Go. Well, give me a second. Gosh. You're just you're just all up in my grill. Oh, wait. can I have some of that chocolate milk you're drinking? Give me a little sip. Give me a no. little taste. Come on. You love me, right? Fine. Thank you. Don't get any beard hairs in it. Oh, God. That's what I have to deal with. What you have to deal with? You drink my chocolate milk. I had a little taste of it. I brought you a sandwich. I haven't eaten it yet. Well, it's going to be delicious. <laughs> okay, so it's time for another episode of Would You Rather. Now, okay, in keeping with the theme of the movie, would you rather, if you had to, okay, so you're being attacked by a monster. You already know I want the soy sauce. 
That's not the question. Oh. You're being attacked by a monster. In your house, you have an axe and you have a baseball bat. Would you rather uh, chop the head off the monster and have to clean up everything or bash its skull in with a baseball bat? The axe. Why? It would be way safer. The baseball bat. How is an axe safer than a bat? It's sharp. It can slice through things. Right. That's what I mean. That's why it's less safe than a baseball bat. How is it less safe? You're guaranteed to kill him with that. You, no, you're not. Pretty much. First of all, your adrenaline is pumping. You're scared, right? You could easily miss with your swing and bury that axe right in your fucking shin. People do it every year. I know that time. you've hit yourself with an axe, Joey. Well, okay, once. But I think I'd be pretty good at aiming with an axe. So. I'm saying if you had time to think and like if you were calm, yes. But I think under stress, if you were panicked, there's a monster. There's a monster and you have to deal with that. You have to protect our family. The, then the axe for sure. The baseball bat, I might just knock him unconscious and he's going to come after me again. No, no. You knock him unconscious, you're going to smash it till like the head is jelly. It's faster. You can swing it faster. I think the bat in a second. The bat would be way messier than the axe. Yeah. But it was, it's safer. People injure themselves with axes every year. I know you do. but No, I don't. I'm safe with an axe. People who injure themselves with baseballs. Baseball bats, I mean... How do you injure yourself with a baseball bat? Give me... T- where, when have you ever heard of someone hurting themselves with a baseball bat? Okay, I've heard of other people hurting people by well, accident. that's kind of what you want to use by the bat for. By on accident. Well, you, who are you going to hurt? You're attacking the monster. You're not playing fucking Little League. Besides, I think an axe would be do way more damage quicker than a baseball bat. Okay, but it's, this is a marathon, not a sprint. I want to kill it as quickly as possible. When you said yourself, you would knock it unconscious. I want speed. Speed and brutal, ruthless efficiency. Then if you want speed, the axe is the way to go. No, no. I mean, I want to be fast. I don't need him to die that fast, but I need to be mobile. I need to be able to quickly move around and not accidentally bury the axe in my shin. Okay. I know you suck with an axe, dude. You've already made that clear. You know, I don't have to sit here and take this. I can go upstairs. Let's throw it out to our listeners. Yeah. Our one who will respond. If you are sensible... And care about the safety of yourself, uh, you could pick the baseball bat. And if or, you just want to kill the fucker, use an axe. All right. So send in your answers to uh, at Bride of Creature on Twitter or to Joey at Bride of com as an email or just to Joey at Geek Stampede. Or you could write a letter to your member of parliament <laughs> and tell them about what you rather. About what you rather. And we'll see if we can get this onto the next ballot. Nicole, this is exciting. I suck at these games that it's, you make it's me time. play. It's game time. It's time for a game show. Somebody should make us a theme song for our game, which is called The Following is a True Story. Rob. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's the obvious choice, yes. But if anybody else out there is feeling music, musical, they could do it too. All right. You could do like a, a collaboration. It could be a, jo- a Rob and you joint. Anyway, it's time to play The Following is a True Story, wherein I, the quiz master general prime of great... Power, read four horror movies to Nicole Drum and their green. descriptions. One of these horror movies is fake, and I have just made it up. And you at home and Nicole here in the studio, living room, must use their <laughs> skill and judgment to determine which is the fake movie. All right, get on. Nicole, are you ready to play the following as a true story? Yes. Friends at home, are you ready to play the following as a true story? Joey, are you ready? I sure am, Joey. Well, then let's play the following as a true story. Movie number one. Gut pile. 
While out hunting, Dan accidentally shoots another hunter. Rather than reporting the accident to the authorities, he chooses to bury the body and forget it ever happened. One year later, Dan returns to the same woods for a hunting trip with some friends. Their weekend starts out innocently enough, but while the guys are having fun, something is coming back to life in the woods and wants revenge. Got it. Gut pile. Number two, Werewolf USA. A young couple find themselves in a strange small town in the heartland of America. When the full moon comes out, they discover too late the dark secret of the town. So it's kind of like a knockoff of American Railroad from London, but it's in like Ohio kind of a thing, like the Midwest. Got it. Teenage Cat Girls in Heat is movie number three. Oh my God. An Egyptian cat goddess in the form of a statuette commands all local felines to surrender one of their nine lives so they can transform into beautiful women to mate with and terminate human males. Then prepare the whale... Prepare the whale. Prepare the way for the great litter. <laughs> a professional cat tracker and a hitchhiker set out to stop them. So that's number oh three. Oh my god, what is it called again? Teenage Cat Girls in Heat. In Heat. Yeah. Oh my god, it's that's It's kind of like a combination of species and <laughs> like, I don't know, a movie where cats kill people. <laughs> and finally, The Ginger Dead Man. An evil yet adorable gingerbread man comes to life with the soul of a convicted killer. This real-life cookie monster wreaks havoc on the girl who sent the killer to the electric chair. The ginger dead man. So, is it Gut Pile? Is it Werewolf USA? Is it Teenage Cat Girls in Heat? Or is it The Ginger Dead Man? Talk your way through it, love. This is radio. Do you have any questions? I don't want to talk my way through it because last time I talked myself out of my first answer. Well, I appreciate you wanting to win, but this, again, is radio, so it would be helpful if you talk because otherwise it's pretty boring. All right. I feel like there's one that's believable. Which one's believable? Or two that's believable. Which ones are believable? The Werewolf in the U.S. Werewolf USA sounds believable. Yeah. Okay. And? And... Gut pile. Gut pile sounds believable. Gut pile's the hunting one. Yes. That teenage <laughs> meat. You think I made that one up? No, I think that it's so ridiculous that it has to be a movie. Okay. And the last one sounds so ridiculous that it has to be a movie. The ginger dead man. Because horror has played on every holiday known well, to man. The ginger kind. dead man even just sounds like like child's play. Only instead of a doll, it's a gingerbread man. <laughs> Which is more ridiculous than a doll. Dolls are scary. Gingerbread men are not. Well, this is a scary gingerbread man. What does he look like? Well, like a gingerbread man, but with like a scary, evil face. And he's big. How big? Well, I mean, he's bigger. Like Chucky-sized. Couldn't you just eat him? I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know, but... It's like, like I'm not scared. You are just going to eat you. But don't you think that Ginger Dead Man is a great name? Yes. But also, the one I made up last week was called Hide and Go Die... So we're all, that's two dead ones in a row. Maybe that's maybe that's the fake. You would not be that obvious. Maybe I would. Maybe I'd be trying to throw you off the scent. You're trying to do it now. Stop it. Hey, I'm just being Quizmaster General Prime. Messing with my mind. So was the werewolf in USA made after American in uh, American Werewolf in London? Yeah, it came out in the '90s. So after. Yeah, I mean clearly, like it's clearly a ripoff only they're in america instead of london america america american yeah okay and gut pile when was that made uh gut pile was in the 2000s okay and teenage cat girls and heat was the 80s and gingerbread ginger dead man was the late 90s the late 90s yeah like right around the same time they were making all those leprechaun sequels like leprechaun 2 in the hood i never seen the leprechaun movies warwick davis plays the leprechaun 
Warwick Davis. And he raps at the end of the Isn't in Jennifer the Aniston one. in one of them? I think she's in two. And the leprechaun raps? How is that scary? They're not scary. Oh. The first one maybe is a little scary, but they're more like child's play. Like, they're goofy. Like, they're, they're, they kill people, but they're, they're silly as hell. Like, he raps. There's one when he goes to space. Oh, I my God. I think Leprechaun gosh. 4 is in space. <laughs> I, yeah. All right. Are you ready for my answer? I'm ready for your answer, Nicole. What do you think is the fake? I think the fake is Gut Pile. You think Gut Pile is the fake? Yes. Is she correct? Oh. You're 0 for 2. Damn. Gut Pile is a real movie. That sounded so stupid. The Ginger Dead Man is a real Why movie. Would, you did try to throw me off the stage. And it has two sequels. The Ginger, Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the Crust, and Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. <laughs> I really want to see these movies, Wait, by the way. Ginger Dead Man is a real one? It's real. Yeah. Oh. It is real. Okay, so what, That's why I just said what, it's real. Teenage Catgirls in Heat. Is a real movie. I thought so. Which means the fake is Werewolf USA. Damn it. Once again, mine are less bizarre than the real ones. I thought that that was a real movie. <laughs> I mean, there's probably 800 movies that are exactly like what I described in Werewolf USA. Yeah. I didn't think you would guess it because I thought it was a terrible name. I thought Werewolf USA was, such a, was one of the weaker names I came up with and that you'd get it. No, I thought because... You know, like, about hunting and... <laughs> so like, I would have made up the gut pile yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> when I found it, I was like, I can't believe this is a real thing. That is I the really dumbest thing I've that, ever seen. I thought that's when you would make no, up. No, that was a real one. So you're 0 for 2. I know. I have won two weeks in a row. You are. You'll get better. I'm going to invent a game that you lose at all the time. <laughs> yeah? Yep. Okay. Well, that's kind of hurtful. But, <laughs> but whatever makes you happy is love. Thanks for playing. Do I get to announce next week's movie? Nicole, it would be my honor Kay. to allow you to do that. In I... fact, <laughs> go ahead. What are we watching? I am super excited for the next movie. Joey and I are going to the Underground Film Festival in Calgary here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see my favorite director, Rob Zombie, with his new movie, Lords of Salem. Yes, and uh, I believe that the movie will actually come out the week after the film fest. So you will be able to see it, hopefully. Assuming and Calgary gets a fucking... I have heard it's gotten really bad reviews. At so its, are all of his other movies. At its other releases. And his last movie was terrible. It was. Even though it broke my heart to admit that. But I'm very excited to see this new one. Yeah, I've read I lots about it. He's also written a book based on it. So I think it's going to be good. I, I, I am a little bummed out that the main character is Sherry Moon again. Because I don't Why? think she's... Because I think she's not a very good actress. I think she's she fine in like a small good. part. But for her to be the main character, I'm like, fuck me. Are you serious? Get an I actress. I think she's, she is a good actress. Oh, she's okay. She's very creepy as baby. She was good at, in Halloween as Michael Myers' mom. Nah, she wasn't. Yes, she was. You're wrong. I love her. The only one I of movies that her. she was really, really perfect in was House of a Thousand Corpses because she's not in it that much. That's the right amount of her. She's one of the main characters. In House of a Thousand Corpses? Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about In Devil's one. Rejects, again, like her lack of acting ability kind of weighs down that movie a little bit. But No, whatever. she's great. You're wrong. You just think she's pretty. No, she's not just pretty. You just she's like the good. look of her. I do like the look of her. Yeah. I want to be her. Well, I'm glad you're not. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I guess that's going to wrap us up here on... Ride of the Creature. So we'll be back next week with The Lords of Salem. And another edition of the following is based on a true story. And, and another, another Would You Rather. That's right. So follow us on Twitter, Bride of Creature, at Bride of Creature. Uh, bookmark the website, geekstampede.com. I mean, come on. New episodes are up every Tuesday. That's, the, that's where you get them. 
I mean, yeah. Best day of the week. Definitely. Follow Nicole on Twitter, at Nicole Grzecki. And if you don't know how to spell Grzecki, you can just go on the website. Or follow me, at Colonel Two Sheds. Follow the whole network, at Geek Stampede. (laughs) Send us emails. Send us stuff. Send us free stuff. All right. It was nice talking to you all. Yeah. uh, So that's going to be it for this week. So stay scary. No, wait. We have to do the part when I say what our names are. So until next week, I'm Joey G. I'm Nikolaji. You stay scary. Kissy, kissy. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man? Hello, welcome to Nicole Rules the World. Joey. Um, <laughs> what? Start it for real.